Hello folks, I'm Elijah and thank you for checking out the What Are You All About podcast. Today we had Chris from Not Your Typical Christian channel on and it was a lot of fun. We talked about um, the long process of him becoming a Christian, how he became a metalhead, um, our thoughts on pop music and worship music and a lot of other things. Plus, my friend Michael was here for most of it, I think, and he added a lot of great thoughts and questions. So, um, if this sounds like your thing, keep listening. There was a little bit of background noise, including a very hyper seven-year-old walking in and announcing to me that he was going to shoot me with a Nerf gun later. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode and let's get into this, folks. Hello folks, I'm Elijah, this is Chris, he he runs a wee channel called Not Your Typical Christian Channel. Um, (laughs) I've forgotten what my questions were. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, hey Elijah, thank you so much for inviting me on your show, man. It's awesome. It's great to be here. (laughs) Yes, my brain just... Because I've had someone over, I've completely been thinking about that. And then I've been like, oh, we're doing this now. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of the way my brain works. I make something happen and then figure it out as I do it. (laughs) That's the best way, man. Like, seriously, you try and like over plan things and it never works. So just kind of just do it. Yeah, the most metalhead punk way to do things (laughs) awesome yes um right so with this channel kind of what we want to talk about on it is what are people all about and what is the story behind that like what do you live for what would you die for and what is the story behind why that's worth so much to you if that makes sense wow just like one big question (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So what am I all about? So, okay. So my name's Chris and I, I guess, I mean, my channel and your channel, it's that they're Christian based, uh, heavy metal channels yeah. really, aren't they? And how all of that came to be is because basically for me, I, uh, I kind of grew up in a non-Christian world so there's nobody in my friends or my family or anywhere in the vicinity of me that's ever had anything to do with that and i came to the christian faith much later on in life um i'd grown up i'd been in bands i'd basically had the entire life outside of the church listening to secular metal um, properly into bands like Slipknot and Partway Drive and Killswitch Engage and these are bring up Corn and I absolutely loved all of that lot and I still like the bands now yeah. but when I came into the Christian faith that I didn't even re- I I had like a vague awareness that there were some Christian bands like vaguely I'd heard the name Striper right that that was about it the Bumblebee um, and I knew, Pardon? The Bumblebee Band. I've not heard of that. Oh, oh, yes, sorry. Yes, of course. The yellow and black. Yes. 
spandex i didn't really see this is how little i know right you know, <laughs> yeah yeah you know so the what i did was on a kind of a, a whim i was like okay um i know that like brian welch from corn's a christian i know dave ellison from megadeth's a christian i mean they, you know everybody alice cooper we know but i didn't know if there was any there must be a christian metal band i didn't even know this was a thing so i kind of just googled it um and up came convictions uh i searched for um I searched for Christian metal core, see what came up. And I, you know, th that was a few years ago. And since then, I just kind of realized how, like, th there's so much Christianity in, in metal core music, yeah. you know. And uh, as I say, I just, I, re I didn't realize how little I knew. I knew absolutely nothing. So I thought, like, it would be really nice to make a YouTube channel where I kind of, uh, well, I, I'd made a YouTube channel where I was just talking about generic Christian stuff um, and trying to find my niche. And when, okay. you know, you kind of try and find something that you're really interested in. I kind of did some reaction videos to some uh, heavy metal that I liked. And um, it just seemed to be very appropriate for me because I didn't really know anything at all or any of these bands that like, well... Um, you know, let's listen to him for the first time on, and do a genuine reaction to him, and, and that's kind of how how yeah. all that went, really. So, yeah. So, yeah. coming from that, there's a few questions I've got, kind of like for the stuff in there. First off, how did you get into metal? Because that's not something that you just kind of wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna look for something with screaming and breakdowns. <laughs> well yes i can i can tell you the the moment i, I don't know like the date i haven't got it like tattooed on me or yeah. something but i know i remember the moment i got into heavy metal and that was i was uh i was at high school and we had a common room in our uh, our kind of area uh, where we did all our lessons and whatnot and this lad came in and uh, we had a little tape deck that used to only people would bring their own tapes like uh, and put them in and it was always terrible dance music and you just cut <laughs> just kind of ignore it right you just totally ignore the this this terrible music it's just for me dance music pop music it's very much music for people who don't like music do you know what i mean people who just that that's what that is right <laughs> so they put that on and it'd be like yeah that's just terrible but then this lad called james he came in to um to our common room and we'd be all like playing tables we had table tennis tables in there and it was this whole thing you know it was, it was quite lame when you look back at it but we used to play that and he put on uh, the Black Album by Metallica. And it would be like this, um, oh, crikey, it was like a rose growing out of a bucket of poop. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, you know, just, you'd be listening to all this rubbish all day and then like, he'd chuck this track on and, and yeah, yeah, I love it, love it, love it. And then it'd be back to like, boom, boom, boom. And it's just, oh no, rubbish. <laughs> But yeah, so that this guy James used to put the uh, the black album on, and the thing was, he wasn't even a metalhead. I don't even think so. He just really liked this one track. But yeah, that was that really got me into it. And from that, um, I bought the album myself. And from that, I bought um, the How to Play Sheet Music tablature book to the Black Album by Metallica. And then I learned how to play all the songs. 
And then basically I taught myself how to play guitar and then a million years later I'm in bands and I'm playing yeah. guitar in bands and so on and so on. But yeah, it was funny. I went from the Black Album and then it was Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, Death Leopard, you know, Hard Rock. And then, oh yeah, I, I even dabbled with a bit of Bon Jovi, but I feel quite, quite, quite dirty now. <laughs> kind of admitting that. <laughs> yeah. I... Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, um, you, um, yeah, when it comes to like uh, music, it's always been for me. Um, I don't really care too much about the style of music as long as it can be played on real instruments, I think. Yeah. If you can play it live, I'll generally like it, I think, is um, kind of where I'm at. And it's, I think for me, music is just very, I don't know, it, it's like, um, it's universal it's it just mm. it, it unites people it brings people together i think music is fantastic and it's just the kind of the power that heavy metal has you know it's just very attractive yeah. to me you know it's just the, the the power in 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 the delivery and you know as soon as like um like it was the late 90s early 2000s as soon as like slipknot and corn dropped with all of the um you know, the, the, the bringing the tunings right down, and then obviously caught a slipknot with the screaming and whatnot. Um, and I was, I was hooked, totally, totally hooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, that's really cool for me personally. Yeah. Wait, bye. I'm in the middle of a podcast, so. We have an interruption from my little brother, Levi. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so for me, I'm homeschooled. So if on, well, I'm done being homeschooled now, but on days where I would be really bored, um, I would sometimes do a random Google search for different things like just to find out if there was something in one day I thought you know what I'm gonna look for some okay let me think I was trying to figure out what'd be heavier than heavy metal and if there was anything heavier than striper that Christians were making and then a friend said oh there's this thing called death metal that is terrible but some people make it um <laughs> Anyway, that's my friend trying to figure out how to best enter. So I was doing that and I was bored one day. And I was like, right, I'm going to look up some Christian death metal bands. And I think I found like Living Sacrifice and For Today. And it was kind of like being all the adrenaline of being on a roller coaster without feeling sick. <laughs> so yes. I was like, this is great. Um, so that's... Oh, For that Today, death metal? No. Yeah, they're like, they're a metalcore band. Um, yes. Basically, if you don't listen to them, you can't call yourself a Christian metalhead. No, yeah. I, I put one of their tracks on, um, I programmed one of their tracks um, to go on to the, uh, the, the radio show. Um, yeah. I think it's like next week, or I can't remember if it's next week or the week after, but yeah, it's, um, mm -hmm. no, they're definitely really, really good. They broke up, they didn't are. they? They did. They did just as I was getting into metal. I was like, they're doing their farewell tour now. <laughs> <laughs>
This is Michael. He's very. I'm gonna need a minute to just like get ready a bit. <laughs> Your hair can't be much messier than mine is. Yes, it can. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Which track is it that you're putting on the show? You know. Um. Oh come on, uh, King. Is it called King? I think. I, think I don't called. know. It sounds like one of their the songs off of either Breaker. It's on Breaker. Or... Oh, okay, yeah. Right. I've probably heard it. I just don't really remember it. This is Michael. Hello. Oh. How you doing? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. His name is Chris. Yeah. Yes, my name is Chris. Um, I think it was called King, that track. Yeah. I'm just trying to find it yeah. now. Anyway. Chris, I yeah. managed to see a few of your videos. Um, oh, I really I'm sorry. Have them. you recovered yet? <laughs> <laughs> sorry? I said, have you recovered yet? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was about to shower you with some compliments. I thought some of your commentary videos were really, really funny. <laughs> I showed him the one where you invented a bunch of words for word of the year. Oh, right. <laughs> oh but that was, was ridiculous, that one. <laughs> it was. I thought that was great. great. Um, it was like yeah. a word for uh, describing a... Uh, uh, it's like a, a, a new definition of ca casual, uh, is it professional casual? I, I can't remember the word. Uh, <laughs> year, something like that. Anyway, um, we should probably get off this little tangent and get back <laughs> to the point yeah, yeah. of this podcast. So, because you're a bit limited for time. So, what, how did you become a Christian and how long did it take? for your faith to turn into what it is to you now, if that makes sense? Oh, crikey. Well, that was a, that was a massive journey, man, like seriously long because um, there was, there was like this big, like there's like milestones throughout, yeah. throughout kind of time, you know? So I remember when um, I was, well, there was a, there's a bunch of different guys in my life who kind of planted seeds and mm -hmm. in, in that and then they just kind of stayed there for years so i'm like i had a chemistry teacher who when i was like about 14 15 who it just basically he was a scientist and he was a christian and he didn't make a big deal out of it or anything like that he just kind of like mentioned it or something like that and that was when i first realized that actually you, you know you didn't have to be one or the other you could be both you know that's yeah. that's fine and i've been very i was very sciencey very science-based you know and um so yeah that, there was there was that guy and then nothing and then when i was at university there was a guy um uh called john who was the drummer in one of my bands and he was a christian and he was just one of the most awesome dudes that i ever met you know he was just really like uh it was really up and positive and just a really really great guy and again, he wasn't one of these kind of people who would be like shoving faith down your throat or anything like that. But he would just be like, yeah, I answer questions you want. But, you know, but he was just a really great guy. Um, 
and he kind of taught me that you know you can be a metalhead <laughs> and be yeah. a Christian, you know, you know, and you can actually be be fun. You don't have to be like a judgmental, mm-hmm. horrid person that you tend to see on uh, on the internet. And so, but I think there was kind of maybe points during my life where I've kind of I spent a lot of time kind of questioning. Uh, uh, get too deep and whatever, but just kind of questioning what what is the kind of point yeah. what is the purpose of everything do you know what i mean yeah. and when my daughter was born um that was like the uh the first time when i absolutely just got smacked with this real feeling of like you know almost insignificance and that how there's just just love like you wouldn't believe it was just incredible and that was what that at that point that was when i really started looking into all these kind of questions that have been kind of bubbling around in my mind and I didn't just go all right okay well now I'm going to be a a Christian at that point it was more like now I'm going to start looking into is there any truth you know or is there nothing you know is there any I really wanted to find out what what truth was and what um who had it you know was it the atheists you know because i i kind of always put myself in a a box that would be like uh, an agnostic atheist Mm -hmm. you know so i kind of felt like if there was a it'd be impossible to know so people who say that they do know they're obviously wrong (laughs) you know i mean that that was kind of the box that i put myself in it's like you can't know no one can know but then it kind of occurred to me that actually that was just kind of sitting on offense and i think you know i kind of owed it to uh, myself to really think about these things and weigh it um so find out you know is there is, you know is there a god or is there not a god and if there is a god who who's got the right answer to it is it the muslims is it the buddhists is it the christians who who is it is, is it the jewish you know who's who's got the, the right thing so i watched tons and tons of videos like uh on youtube and i read uh, various different books and um, having gone through this whole, you know, this whole reading and looking at this, uh, this against that, it, 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 I got into lots of watching lots of debates. Um, so, you know, people like Frank Turek and William Lane Craig and John Lennox, and these are really, really great Christian apologists. And they would be arguing against like the equivalents from different religions and the atheists. Uh, on YouTube, I, uh, and it always occurred, it always came back to me that those people, they in my mind, they seem to win the arguments like, all the time. They seem to have the um, the most logical answers, the most rational answers uh, to all these different questions. There's, you know, questions as to why there is something rather than nothing. You know, why is morality universal? You know whether some moralities are absolutely universal that doesn't make sense when you go to an atheistic point it is just lines of different kind of stuff like that and then after a while i was like right okay i got my logical brain to the point where i kind of felt like there was um there was you know likely if i had to make it make a guess or make a choice i'd probably say that yes i think the people in the christian camp probably that's that's probably right but that's basically what uh frank torek says in his his videos is that you know faith is more um it's more it's not like the way that we say in like western civilization like you know um 
it's it's not like you know blindly believing something in the lack of evidence it's more when you have the evidence you know when you believe that then you believe in it's putting your trust in what you know to be true and yeah. that that was the that was the step that i think that you know uh, was really quite a challenge or really quite a difficult one it was actually going from uh, logically accepting it to actually knowing it believing it and putting my faith into it and that came about really when i started going to church for the first time so at the point where i would go to church and hang around with actual proper bible believing christians at that point um you know that's that's when i kind of my heart started getting softened up you get you're in this environment where like you know the spirit can like kind of speak into that and when so basically i the long that was a very long way of coming back around to saying i needed to get out of my own way you know yeah. i needed to get all of this i needed to basically get i had built up a lot of barriers because for me um christianity and, and religion and all of this like it just seemed like magic and uh, it didn't seem like something that you know in a rational world would exist uh, but as soon as i kind of had gotten to the point where i believed that actually the you know nature had a, a point where it was created right yeah nature was created at some point you know I think most people accept that, you know, the Big Bang was a thing and the entire everything burst into being and that before nature, there was nothing. And as soon as I kind of accepted that whatever created nature had to be not nature, mm -hmm. it was super nature. It, the answer to everything has to be supernatural because if it was a natural answer, it would be created when nature was created. So the creator has to be outside of that. And as soon as I kind of, my brain had locked itself into that point, as soon as I actually got around to the place where I actually allowed myself to believe in something supernatural, going into a church and allowing that to speak into me, that's, that's where I actually started coming to faith. So that, I mean, that was, that was just such a long process. I mean, it was so, so long, but, once I'd actually started, it would seem like every little extra bit of, you know, kind of, so you, when you go into church and you're starting to make the decisions for yourself, like, so I'm going to, I'm going to give a little bit more of myself to this, you know, so um, I'd be, I, I, I'm going to go and play bass in the worship band, you know, or I'm going to go serve on the doors, or I'm going to actually start paying money and buy direct debit rather than every time I go, you know, I'm actually going to, every extra little piece of commitment, seem to be followed in my life by some kind of extra um i don't know i mean one example is this day i the day i handed in uh, my slip to start actually to actually pay my money in from my wages by direct debit rather than handing it over that was like a formal like you know that was a formal thing that i just said right now this is important to me i'm, I'm doing this i'm pay like all my wages or like a ridiculous so i just pay and i set them out and i just kind of formalize that by saying like that's direct debit that's important to me that goes out as soon as my wages go into my account so yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna do that because you're important to me as soon as i did that like a week or so later i got a phone call from a guy who i used to work with who um 
uh, yeah, I used to work with this guy a couple of businesses back and he, he just kind of said, hey, you know, are you, are you looking for, uh, for a job or are you open to opportunities? Because, you know, we've got this new job coming up uh, and I'd love it if you'd like be interested in like kind of applying for it. It just happened at that point. I was really struggling with the job that I was in at that mm-hmm. point. And uh, like I wasn't able to I, I was away from home so much because I was doing trade shows and stuff like that. And it was just like the time that I'd handed in my note, my, my thing to the church to say, like, no, you're really important to me. That was actually the time when he was having a meeting with um, with this company. And he was actually saying, you know, oh, I know this guy, Chris, and you should you should interview him to that business. It was just like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, every time you do something and take a step of faith, you get rewarded. So do have faith because you get monetary rewards. It's just like every time when I've really needed like a, a proper poke and a push, um, you know, and then you take a step. Often it is accompanied by like you know, other movements of God. Of you, you know, it's, it's just weird. And there's been so many of these little God incidences that happened uh in my life that it's kind of said right okay well that's what i thought logically but then as i walk along now i can i can kind of see that yeah that, yeah. that makes sense that is the truth so yeah it's been a massive massive journey from uh basically being 14 years old and going well you're a scientist and a christian <laughs> <laughs> you know uh this guy this kind of eventually got to the point where like it's like yeah well that that actually makes a whole heap of sense. I think the biggest problem that I've got is that, um, you know, when you see people at church and they're like the nicest, the kindest on, on the surface, they look really yeah. lovely down there and they're really generous and lovely. And I know that everybody's like, you know, everyone's on the best behaviors at church I know what I'm like. And I am a very, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not, <laughs> I'm very, I, you know, I get grumpy. I do. And I do get, um, you know, I do get angry, uh, you know, for, by various different bits and pieces. And I, <laughs> I kind of, I know that, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm just such like a, a work in progress. And I am, a, I'm about 30 odd years, you know, <laughs> 30 odd years worth of the spirit working on me behind everybody else my age do you know what i mean in the christian church so i make so many mistakes all the time and you know that's one of the reasons why i went from doing um doing kind of stuff which i consider to be teachy on the youtube channel to going more into just trying to just be straight entertainment you know just yeah. trying to talk about music because there was this moment where i just kind of thought well you know what you've only been in the church a couple of years, you know, if like your Christian age was the same age as when you, you know, if your actual age was the age that you got, you know, you converted, I'm, I'm about five, you know, <laughs> I yeah. shouldn't be teaching people, you know, it shouldn't be. So that's why I stopped doing you know, those kind of should a Christian do X, Y, Z videos. So um, I don't know what I don't know. I'm going to stop doing that. So I just got into just talking about music, which I felt I did know a bit about. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think where, like, should he be teaching? I think we all learn things which we need to share with some people. Um, for sure, like, pretty soon on, you should be able to participate in 
stuff and like iron sharpens iron but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be like preaching to the whole world yeah. that's yeah there's that, levels of it aren't there yeah, yeah that's exactly. where you gotta it's, it's great that you understand like your own limits and where you're at like most people um they were trying to like you know ex like exert themselves more than they're capable of especially at such an early stage i mean i i do so i see a lot of like new founded christians who um are very excited about you know their new faith and feeling all this love of god and they start seeing a lot of things that, that aren't exactly exactly like scriptural and and you're just like oh, where are you getting this from <laughs> um i don't think you should you should be saying that to this person because you're gonna just lead them basically and you know you should it, it, it is wise basically to know your extent of you know yeah. what, what you should be talking about so i fully agree with what you're saying but i feel like it shouldn't stop you from you know reaching out like you know um the more you progress and the more you are uh, growing your faith you should uh you should take the steps that you know um maybe god opens for you in terms of teaching as well to touch touch yeah. other crowds and touching other lives you know so. yeah I, I i agree i definitely agree with that i mean for me we're doing the radio show yeah, yeah. um that i i feel like you know they, they say oh can when, when they asked me to do that on ucb1 when they asked me to to go and do that they said okay well what, what we want is somebody who likes christian metal yeah tick um we want somebody who like is just kind of excited, enthusiastic, and just have a bit of a laugh. And um, but what we also want is to somebody to give some encouragement as well. And and I kind of feel like um, what what I can do, I can like tell people, yeah. I can teach people how awesome it is to kind of come into the faith. Yeah, and I can teach people how like how you know how how those steps that I kind of went through and how to articulate faith to people. You know, because I actually. I was that person who was on the fence and I was that person who was listening to both sides of the arguments, trying to weigh up, you know, this, this, yeah. that, and the other. And, um, you know, I, I could, I could say why these arguments are good or bad or, or whatever. I feel pretty confident in teaching that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel pretty confident in teaching people, um, uh, you know what it's like to be a bloke and and you know kind of put faith in your life and how to live you know your best life that you can really at the moment in a group of people who are just not in the faith and 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 that's that's kind of where where i'm kind of at but yeah. i would feel when i felt when i was making the videos like um like right at the very very start you know, when I'm kind of, you know, this, I did one, like, um, I remember doing it with Pastor Joe. Do, do, you, do you know Pastor Joe Ensley? Did you see? I'm no. not sure I've seen that one. No, it's, it's all good. Yeah. I did this one with Pastor Joe and it was all about, like, how do you know when spirit's talking to you? And, you know, is it just you or is it your, um, or is, is it the spirit talking to you or is it, you know, or, or is it just your own like kind of self-talk or whatever yeah. we had a really great chat and i sat there with pastor joe talking about it for ages and then we got this video and it was going to be one where i did one piece and he did a couple of you know tips or whatever and it and it was sound what we put in but mm. it was a good video but after i put it out and i watched it i was like 
you're just not qualified to to have made that video and me personally joe was he's a pastor you know and he wouldn't have let me put something out that wasn't right but it was just like whoa you know uh, that was for me that was just very much like you know i don't know what i don't know and i did i really didn't feel like that was a real wise thing for me to be doing yeah. was to be making videos where because you know in the bible it does kind of say that you know, people who teach, you know, God holds those up to, a, you know, it's a higher standard, you know, yeah. and if you lead people astray, then that's just, that's just not, not good. So I don't know. I mean, it's funny. I mean, and, and then you see those stories like um, Brian Welch, when yeah. he, um, you know, he kind of, he was saying that like, you know, he, he went too far with the face and all of that. Like, and he just kind of went off like a rocket. And, and that's like what you were saying, you know, they do, you know, when people have these, these vast, changes in their you know in their faith overnight you kind of swing one way and it's very easy to swing back you need years of like bedding in yeah you know walking with faithfully i think is probably the right right thing to say i know it's 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 been been very strange i didn't i didn't go off quite like brian welch and i didn't go off like uh just like you know, you're all going to hell now, you know, none of that, you know. I mean, you weren't doing math for like 700 days. <laughs> no, no, I didn't do, no, I didn't. <laughs> Never tried it either, no. So, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't do that. But I do think um, that, you know, there, there's definitely a period where uh, I'm in a season now where I'm kind of more reflective and more kind of, really trying to take stock of where I want to be and then then I'm going to be more in a kind of a growth phase you know maybe in the future I will go into more like a teaching kind of thing yeah. if that's where where God leads me you know and that's that's fine too you know I'm I'm open to like looking at the opportunities but equally it's it's like yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you kind of do or can can get get into doing when you're in in this kind of world that like um you know, you can you can make some really silly mistakes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like if you if you even take some examples from the Bible, like when Paul first became a Christian, like uh, you know, he had he was blind for like a really long time. Three just, days. Yeah, three days. Sorry, not a long time, but like he was blind for a while, right? Just to like, you know, really piece together everything and then after that as well he went went to go he went to go spend some time with like other christians as well for i think about three years as well to just sort of like you know ground his feet too and there's the same thing with jesus right before he like fully on started his ministry he went to the wilderness and started fasting for 40 days so obviously these people these people, the, the idea of like grounding your faith, you know, is really there in the Bible. So, yeah, you've got a it's a, point there. Yeah. It's also quite interesting that you mentioned Paul, really, because, you know, he was, you know, he was persecuting the Christians, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and he, he came to, obviously, he came to the faith in a, you know, on his road to the Damascus moment, didn't he? And he, you know he he changed completely and he he did instantly uh, after after this period of reflection or whatever but he did he did go out and without like spending years at bible college or without you know he just kind of went out and he went out preaching you know and um 
and he did convert a lot of people. And I think a lot of what we're kind of called to do is just to um, is to try and uh, you know win souls for the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. get more ticks on the run sheet for you know Team Jesus. You know, and that's that's cool. And there are, there are things that we can do to help with that. And but I also think. You know, I know that it is the spirit that convicts people, and I know that it. You know, when people do come to faith, it's it's the spirit that's talking into their souls. But I think that whilst humans can't really can't through our own actions convert people, I think we can very much not convert people or stop them. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, I do yeah. get what you mean. Like one, you can just be like a complete turn off, and God can still work through people that are really loud and aggressive and going to push most people away but it's not yeah <laughs> I'm trying to think what's the theologically correct way to put this <laughs> um like it's it's not exactly what's gonna it's not exactly your working that's gonna bring them it to god yeah well i mean it's not your working that's going to bring people to God anyway. So I guess on the one hand, any approach sort of works, but I think there's approaches that you can at least plant a seed without, and the Holy Spirit can do its work well, later. I with, wouldn't say like yeah. any approach, like, <laughs> well, yeah, it has to be like, you know, <laughs> ethically and it needs to be like some sort of guidance in your approach. You know, yeah. because but I feel like if you don't do it right, you can mislead them. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly. You, you can delay people as well, you know, you can get in their way. And I, I think that, you know, whilst, you know, I do believe that, you know, God can turn, you know, any situation for good. Absolutely, of course he can. I just yeah. really believe that we can um, can actually sometimes get in the way of that. I mean, the amount of... The amount, the amount of conversations, I mean, one of the things that I did do when I first kind of came to faith was start going back into the same um, Christian versus atheist debate discussion groups yeah. on Facebook <laughs> and just try and go back in there now as in the Christian camp and try and argue the uh, the Christian case. And the amount of people who have been kind of deconverted because of like negative, um, you know, negative experiences with christian people yeah. it's it's really you know you, they they kind of harden their hearts the spirit because of the actions of people yeah in, in the christian camp sometimes and i think that that you know that's that's not it's, it's not good um mm-hmm. i've had you know i have people who spoke spoken to me through the work that i've done with the channel you know just kind of saying that you know they've 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 given church another go because you know they've they've you know found this little community of you know, metalheads and they want to get back in and, and then they've gone back to the church and then they've been drummed out again because you know, they've got <laughs> tattoos and you know the, yeah. and I don't know it's I, I do I do like being part of you know like, like what you're doing with your channel I do you know yeah. just it's just trying to put out a different narrative into the world that you know it's it's okay to like alternative music and I think the ministry of Jesus is very you know it's very loving and it's not to say that like everything you know you can't you don't just accept everything everybody's you know bad behavior as being good or anything like that but you know you just kind of 
accept that you know all the or maybe all the judgment kind of stuff and the work on people spirit you know you could tell people that's that's not right or whatever but i think really the first our first our first reaction has to be to love on people yeah. particular people in like the marginalized communities who you know it's, it's funny to me we, we understand that you know people um you know people who are in in other countries who are being you know they're starving or you know they, they need our, our help and support and charity and all of that we're reaching out to um you know i said a story on the radio the other day of a prostitute who had aids and was blind and this christian mission had like gotten back and you know, we understand we have to reach out to yeah. people who maybe society marginalizes but we've got a whole group of people in the country who yeah. we can actually you know reach out to as well you know yeah. they're, they're, they're people are just the same and yeah yeah i think that, so I'm, I'm really pleased to be part of that i think mm-hmm. and i definitely like doing the uh, the radio show where yeah. um you know where to be part of that that you know ucb one thing that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> I, yeah i think with like how we can often mess the people next to us like we have this idea in our head of like what sort of a person needs has to... dreadlocks has dreadlocks elijah who does that <laughs> yes or like <laughs> what sort of people are kind of worth like need the most help and we can often like look to i'll donate 20 quid to this but i'm not going to talk to that person next to me um well donating 20 quid is probably in most cases easier than yes. actually seeing a human who's like you and kind of seeing their messed upness that's also in you mirrored yeah yeah i i think that's that's very true i think um with um i i, I was listening to this thing on on the radio the other day and it was it was saying something very very similar what was it it was it was talking about the nature of grace and yeah. how you know by definition it's it's only grace when you are giving it to people and they don't deserve it you know it's like the person who cuts you up on the road and you know and they they make you slam on your brakes and they drive around drive off you know is your natural reaction just to kind of (laughs) just to have a little chuckle and go (laughs) okay and you know reset yourself and carry on going and don't let it get your day and you know kind of forgive this person or is it to like wind the window down and start shouting after him do you know what i mean it's like yeah. oh yes but he carved me up it's like well yeah that's that's the hardest thing it's like you have to realize that there's a lot of these little slights and insults and day-to-day things that happen that i mean it's just not human nature to to let these things go is it and, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i think like humans want justice but like oftentimes christians can myself included completely miss that the whole point of christianity is that well yes there's some justice that we want to see on this earth there's a lot of justice that we can't see until afterwards and that ultimately like we're called to love and forgive people just like jesus would you know like essentially that we're not the highest power i think a lot of christians can use i don't want to like label people 
but I think there is times where we can use Christianity to make ourselves feel like the higher power, if that makes sense. I was kind of of mulling that one over myself over the last week or so, when I'm walking the dog and just kind of thinking on these things. Yeah. um, It's funny because, you know, we we read that we are, you know, we're made in the image of God and what is God, you know? God is, you know, is just powerful and, you know, he has agency. He can do whatever he wants. And Mm -hmm. even though we are not, god we're not gods you know we are we we are like a reflection in a dirty mirror you know it's kind of a, yeah. we're a, it's it it seems to make sense to me that we we want to act on a small scale in a very similar way to what god does on a big scale you know we we want we want justice and we want yeah. we want our way our will my will be done you know and it's like it, it just seems to me that it, it, it makes sense that it's there because obviously if we are made in the image of God and you know, these, these are like little kind of little seeds of what, what God is like, you know, but it's just kind of understanding that that, that desire to just be kind of you know, always right. And, you know, that that's, that's yeah. not who we were designed to be, is it? We're not, <laughs> we, we seldom, we yeah. seldom have all the information we need to make a decision. And we generally speaking, yeah. a bit rude aren't we a bit, a bit. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah so okay we're gonna have to wrap it up soon but I've got a completely different question to end this on a slightly less deep note so you did a live stream thing a wee while back on your channel on on that you said that your personality was like a bit of Christian and like a bit of metalhead and some other things. How would you describe a metalhead personality? A metalhead personality. That is such a good question. You know, I talk like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I then, it's only like when I shut up that I really think about what I've I've just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I, when I'm editing my YouTube shows back together the amount of stuff that ends up on the cutting floor because man like I just talk so if I've like got like a metalhead person I'm a bit of a Christian a bit of a metalhead they sound like two mutually exclusive things don't they uh no um a metalhead to me um there are various there are very there's no no like one metalhead you know uh obviously there's this characteristics that all metalheads we will share a love for alternative music. Yeah, I think is probably a given, isn't it? You know, if you, if you yeah. don't like metal, then you're not a metal head. But when you think about like the kind of the personality, I think that metal heads tend to be very individual, very unconcerned with what the majority think of of us. Um, I think that metal heads tend to be. Um, you know, uh, very um, short. Well, they, they like what they like, and they don't like what they don't like, and they can be very forthright in, in arguing that. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> I think no, that's all right. I, I, I think I think metalheads is just basically being really individual, really individualistic, and um, it's more in, interested in what's good and quality than what everybody else thinks. And yeah. I think that because of that, those those characteristics which pretty much all metalheads share, 
I think that there's a lot of parallels between Christianity and heaven yeah. because, you know, I'm, I've always been more interested in what's right than what's popular, yeah. you know, what's true rather than what, you know, everybody else says, um, you know, it's interesting to me that the, the church has so many uh, metaphors to do with, you know, like, you know, shepherds and, you know, Jesus is the good shepherd and, you know, we're his flock. And, you know, I always felt like a black sheep, you know, so there's like this, yeah. you know, there's this flock of like, you know, white sheep and like you've got the little Christian metalheads, still metalheads, still Christians, still sheep. Yes. I'm just a black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I think that kind of describes me a lot because I've been like the sort of person like that one person in camo and stuff um and i've been the person who will with the dreadlocks too who will debate it's a good look it is a good look. thank you <laughs> i've been like the person who will debate with random people why your music style sucks and why now is better yeah i love you but your music style sucks. <laughs> like, oh, <I> love you. <laughs> yes. Here's why. It's generic. The lyrics <laughs> are garbage. <laughs> um, there's too yeah. much auto-tune. Not enough real instruments. Um, yeah, exactly. It's got to be authentic, right? Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? That's, that's why when you said, like, uh, when I was talking about, I, I like pretty much anything, as long as you play it on a real instrument. You know, it's authenticity. You know, that's this is like the hallmarks of yeah metalheads. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I like authenticity, but it did I say that correctly? No one cares. <laughs> um, but I think it's not so much about the instruments for me as the lyrics. Like the biggest turnoff for pop music for me isn't the music often as much as it is the lyrics are a load of nothing that you can't really relate to it's more like mm. it feels like it's trying to write something for people to fantasize about more than something that reflects real life for me i, I kind of refer to it as lyrical bubblegum <laughs> that's that's how i kind of call it it's like you know it's just like words that they're just kind of chewing on to say something you know <laughs> it's not great and there's not a lot of substance behind it so yeah. you know feel like bubblegum I saw a video with a guy who was really brave. He was going about why Christian music sucks, and he was it the come the night or someone else? I can't remember his name. Okay, yeah, it was great though, and he was he went through and he basically what he was saying was you know obviously the it's coming from a place of you know it's a good place it's coming from you know it's it's um, you know the, the the intents there, but when you're just writing lyrics and they're all just seem to be like it's as if they've got like. A bunch of jigsaw pieces and they're just like yeah. walking on water okay you know breaking chains you know you know and, and they're just putting it together and you just got this thing yeah. you know you know the storms are coming i'm on the ocean i oh, stop it you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah they start to sound so yeah alike. Yeah. like i like worship songs in a worship context but basically yep. no other context <laughs> yep yep absolutely um it's it's good but yeah. then when you listen to something like War of Ages or you listen to something like Diamonds to Dust or you listen or to any of these like Christian yeah. metal bands, they are writing really great poetry set to mm, heavy metal. And yeah. I think that that's 
that's a big difference. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be like really formulaic and, you know, identical words, but sometimes I think with it's, it's interesting for me because when I went and played bass at church and we only played like Hillsong and Elevation and all of that, I actually really like those. I'm actually playing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, <laughs> I do like it. I just, I don't know. This It's different music for different purposes. And and that, that music is definitely very good in a church setting because it's, it's, it's good because it appeals to everybody. And that's obviously mm-hmm. the nature of pop music, isn't it? You know, and, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I think if you actually rolled out some death metal in a church, you probably wouldn't have the same kind of <laughs> no. experience. And you wouldn't have <laughs> you wouldn't have the same amount of people to draw from either. Because it's like, can you play four chords on a guitar? Yep. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. But it's it's weird, isn't it? You know, because worship at, at church, I. It's there's a different kind of power yeah. there, you know. Like I, I when I'm playing, when I played bass on on stage, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible because your the music is like the vehicle that you're driving the message home to, and it's a it's a way of sharing the space between you know the the band leading the 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 congregation into a place with with god man it's it's just unbelievable you know it's, it's incredible so for me in that setting the music is almost secondary yeah. to the, what, what's kind of going on um it's it's in it's yeah so i i don't have a problem with hillsong or whatever but i don't choose to listen to it and i, I don't choose to listen to it as much because well, I'm metal, I didn't it? <laughs> I like the lyrics yeah. better. I, so, yeah. yeah. You know August Burns Reds? Yep. Okay, so their drummer, Matt Greiner, does a lot of podcast stuff. So in one of his podcasts, he mentions that he doesn't listen to a ton of metal and really likes Hillsong. So I think if you're the sort of person who plays in the metal band and that's your job, then something like Hillsong is going to be refreshing. But... If for most metalheads to listen to that, and be like save yeah. it for worship. <laughs> it's funny though. For me, I've I've kind of come to a point in my life where I um, if I like something, I I just like it. Yeah. And I uh, I've got uh, on the radio show. I've I've planned, I've actually put in um, a track by Jesus Culture the other day. I put um, Your Love Never Fails, like the live version, played yeah. that on a rock show because it's a rock song, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and the thing is, like, I, I don't care that like there might be elitists or whatever might turn around and say, oh, that's not rock music or that's, that's pop music. Well, I don't care, it's a good song and I like it. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes you just kind of got to be a bit bold, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of elitists would say Convictions isn't a metal band. Really? Well, because they've break like if you want to talk about like proper elitists, they'd be like death metal, thrash metal, power metal, no breakdowns, because that's a punk influence. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. No pleasing these people. Although <laughs> <laughs> when he did do the Zach Williams song, it was April Fool's Day, and I felt like I was getting rickrolled. 
because <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I think you probably played like a convection. You probably played Moros by convection by before it. And then I heard that and I was like, is that. <laughs> Really? Yeah. What are you doing that for? Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't joking. I, I liked that song. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I cool. think you've probably got to go around now. It's nine. Ah, right. Okay. So. Yeah. Right. I've got. I've got. I can. I can go a bit more if you've got anything else you wanted to kind of go through. Or... Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, we can. My brain will come up with something very quickly. Um, okay. So when did your podcast go out? Um, I'll probably put it out like tomorrow when I have time. Oh right, okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. And how often are you doing them? Um, I'm probably going to try and get it around weekly, but it's not exact it's just try and get them out often enough there'll be something like that if that makes sense yeah so that's really cool by the way um i don't know if you can tell but i'm not a regular on this podcast i was just over today and he was just like uh i'm doing a podcast today do you want to hop on (laughs) i I did also show show up here a bit late yeah, uh, apologies. Oh, that's really cool. It's nice right. to meet you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, awesome. do you have some questions? Yeah, I thought it was uh, really interesting when you said uh, you were going to ex- that through your faith journey, right? That you were looking for, you were looking through other religions to try and find God, basically. So um, I don't know. I, I want to say, I wanted to ask, like, what stood out? and christianity compared to you know buddhism and uh islamic islamism is it islam all of that you know okay so some of them like just got kind of crossed out straight away because the you know the ones that are like god is the universe yeah kind of pantheistic stuff it's like well you get into the whole uh infinite regress because God would have to have created himself when he created the universe and all of that. There's a lot of stuff that that, that there was a lot of things that kind yeah. of kind of got didn't actually consider because it just seemed ludicrous. But um, for me, one of the biggest things about Christianity is that like I think of if if I think there is a being that has created everything and that that thing has unlimited power and unlimited that like, it can do anything it wants to do. There is nothing that a thing that is created could do yeah. to, to give back that it needs, right? It, it doesn't need anything at all from, yeah. from the, its, its people. And the thing that I found so attractive about Christianity as opposed to the other ones is like everything else needs to be works-based. You do this, if you do that, if you jump yeah. through all these different hoops maybe you'll get to the point where you know you're you know you, you've enough. pleased this being enough and it's like christianity is like completely opposite it's just like you don't deserve it you never will but i love you anyway i don't need anything from you but i just that's that just makes sense that's exactly what i think the creator would be like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't you know <laughs> why would it set up a bunch of these instructions that you have to do to appease him it just seems to me like that that seems to be the most 
one of the most uh, appealing things about it this this like uh, that hill song I, mean, I think i've mentioned this on, on it's either on the radio or on the youtube or something but it's like this that song by hill song where he's uh, it says um uh, to think that you don't need anything but still you want my heart uh i can't remember what the name of the song was off the top of my head but that it, it's just it's beautiful you know that the, the whole thing of, of grace it's like I don't need anything from you. Love you yeah. anyway. And yeah. that, that's that's what did it for me. But then the other thing is that like, you know, you've got the, when when you're going through all of the um the um the debates, there's certain things that come up all the time which you just can't explain away from non-Christian. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is there was a person called Jesus Christ. He, he okay. existed. <laughs> it wasn't called Jesus Christ. Jesus of Nazareth, right? There was this guy. It's just a fact that this guy was alive 2,000 years ago. He's available not only in the Bible, but in other historical documents. You know, in, and, you know, you look at uh, this, this like Roman text where this person this 33 year old jewish man was executed by the authority this is all it's all fact that that happened it comes to the point where you it all comes to the point of saying okay well who was he and was he either how does c.s lewis put it? something like he, he was either mm-hmm. um he was either mad a liar or the son of god and you've just got to that you've got to understand or you've got to make a decision about who who jesus was because he was a person it's not like thor do you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's, he's, he was a real person. So um, that, that was really um, powerful. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I think when it comes to uh, why, why Christianity over other religions, I, I just genuinely believe that they're, 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 that's where the truth is. And it's yeah. funny, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like christianity it asks so much of you it takes you know it, it causes it can be really inconvenient yeah. to deny yourself certain things and to give certain things um and but for me i like i said at the start of this thing i think that you know truth is is the most important thing mm-hmm. and when i've weighed up everything believe that you know there is a god the christian bible has got it right so therefore, everything else just flows from that. You yeah. know, if if you have got this being that is infinitely vast and powerful, the only appropriate response to that is just awe and obedience, and that's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, something completely off topic. Would you have something to say? Uh, yeah. Okay. So just one more. So like. Um, in terms, so you, as you mentioned in the debates, you mentioned that on the, you know, Christian sides of this debate, there'd be points where, you know, they just seem like irrefutable and, you know, they just make sense that, you know, it makes so much sense that the other side just can't explain it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your response to opinions from the opposing side that, you, you you yourself can't seem to you know find an explanation for their points you'd have to take I'm, that on I'm, a case by case basis really wouldn't you you know but uh, it depends on which points you know um 
because it's so easy to make the God of the gaps argument, right? Yeah. You know? And that's what Christians get accused of all the time. It's like, I don't know how X, Y, Z works. Therefore, God did it. And that's terrible. That is the worst kind of argument for God that there possibly yeah. is. But what yeah. the atheists to- or the naturalists totally fail to see is the science of the gaps argument. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like you, you, you do it. They do it exactly the same way. Um, you know, oh, we don't know yeah. how the initial conditions of the universe caused the Big Bang to occur. But we know it's not God, and we know that eventually yeah. science will figure yeah. it out. That's yeah, that's you, the same. Yeah, it's wrong to assume that it's a it's a God. It could be anything. A lot a lot of them say they would be like, oh, it could have been some alien that we just haven't met yet, or something like that. Like I've heard to, explanations. No, absolutely. But to yeah. avoid an infinite regress, you know, you have to stop somewhere. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> yeah. aliens did it. Okay, great. Who, who created aliens a, a big super alien okay well who created that one and, and back and back and back you go <laughs> yeah. eventually you have to get to a point where something that wasn't created created everything and yeah. that's just the way that i i look at it i mean things don't create themselves if you know the uh, the you know, there's, there's an argument that's really well put together by William Lane Craig that says anything that comes into being, um, you know, so any, anything that uh, comes into being must, you know, must be created, you know, and, and if, if um, oh God, oh, I hadn't prepared this, I had to go. If, if something comes into being, it must have been created. And therefore, if, um, you know, if the universe has come into being, then it must have, being created by something yeah. things don't cause themselves you know and therefore whatever caused the universe to come into being must itself not be caused it must be an uncaused first cause you know it must itself be uncaused yeah and then when you think like you know the actual science tells us that you know time matter the universe everything absolutely everything including time you know time matter and space all came out from a singularity mm-hmm. at the same point yeah. okay so whatever caused that if it had a cause must be timeless spaceless and immaterial it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't it, you get to the point where everything that you ascribe to whatever created the universe if you're not if you're not you know some kind of theistic camp you're describing god without calling it that yeah. you know you, you're describing an unimaginably powerful you know personal being which is chosen to create everything you describe god you know, there, yeah. there is this point where you you just, I found myself getting urged along to a point where it's like, I'm just describing God. That's yeah. all I'm doing. You know, I'm, it's not God, but it's, it, I'm just describing what the Christians call God. And yeah. that, that was one of the kind of things that got me out of the way, of my own way. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? When you talk to when you talk to people on about faith, um, a lot of them will say, you know, or oh, you just blindly believe stuff. You don't. You, you're just taking it. No, no. You, if you if you want to put the effort in and think about it, um, you will. You know, you'll get some really interesting uh, conversations that you'll have. 
and I think I feel more strong in my faith because I've gone through all that process asking yeah. all those questions. You know, when people are brought up just told that it is true and not why, like life sucks on earth. It's really hard. And, you know, as soon as you're out on your own, you it, it beats you. And if you, it, it just does. And if you, um, you know, if you don't understand why you believe what you believe, you start to get rocked by things like the, you know, the, the why is there so much suffering on earth? Why is my life rubbish when I, I try and do good things, you know, and all, all of these kind of things, you know, it's, it, it's just, the, it's really important, I think, for people to be able to understand. And I think personally, that's why when, um, you know, in the great commission in the Bible, where it says, well, you know, go out and make, make disciples of all the, all the world and all that, there's, there's another phrase that, that I can't remember the actual scripture, but I mean, you guys will probably know it where it's like, always be ready when asked yeah. to give a reason for the hope that you have. I can't remember which exactly what it is. And I think that there's twofold reason for that. I think there's yes, because it's, you know, you have a reason to give to people because yes, you're trying to win people or make people understand and hopefully maybe get, get them to be open to the message. But I think it's also, it's for, for us. Yeah. you know to have thought through our faith to understand why it's true you know not just experientially because if you're only doing it uh yeah kind of feel god when you don't feel god you won't believe you know yeah. you've got to got to kind of understand it so i think it's for yeah i think it's for, for ourselves as well as for other people that's why we need to have a reason for the hope we have yeah you've said so many things so well in this podcast i'm like that's great and i don't really have that much to add <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been my pleasure, Elijah. It really has. I, 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 I don't know. Teaching again? <laughs> Pardon? Are you sure you shouldn't be teaching again? <laughs> but, uh, it's I, just, it's I, just a joke on my side, but we we thoroughly understand your point. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think maybe um, I I feel happy like trying to answer the questions as to how to come to faith because I've been through that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think pastorally. I think I should be very careful about telling somebody actually, no, that's right. When maybe it's not or yeah, vice versa. Yeah. You know, so. I yeah, yeah but I got you. I got you already joking, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> man. If, if, well, if you ever want me back on, I'll, I'm sure I'll, I, yeah. can, I can make time for you. I love, I love your channel, man. It's cool. Thanks. And uh, you know, really do wish you all the best with it. It's really cool. Yeah. So. One last thing is that Michael would like to thank you for introducing me to the song Be Somebody so that he could be introduced to it by me on Wednesday night. All right. I almost forgot about that. I love you. I only found out about the song yesterday. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Wednesday. Wednesday. My memory is so bad. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, thank you for reacting to that song. Oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah. I, I was blown away. My wife, um, she said, oh, you should listen to some Thousand Foot Crutch. And I was like, I hadn't heard any. And she suggested that song. She said she'll like it. And I, I really did. It's yeah. brilliant. Have you heard much Thousand Foot Crutch? Or? A little Up bit. Up until that moment, I've only had heard one of your other songs. Um, have you heard any Red? Red. Um, I, think, I think I have. I think I have. I can't remember the name right now. but Well, Thousand Foot Crutch and red are like two of my favorite bands that i've actually found since i've come to be looking into christian metal 
the guy uh, Michael from Red, he is just he's just such an awesome dude. He's really chill, really quiet, but he's just got this massive voice. Mm-hmm. On him. It's just incredible. I'm playing um, I'm playing a song called Pieces, uh, which is just beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's so nice. And I've also uh, on the show, uh, and I've also got. He's also got a song called um, "Oh, Breathe Into Me." Yeah, that is epic. Uh, so so good. But uh, yeah, no, Thousand Foot Crutch and uh, and Red are just fantastic. Yes, he mostly listens to rap, but when he hears yeah. a good song, he's like, "This is good." Yeah, yeah. My music taste is kind of like everywhere to be honest it's not just well, yeah. it's not just rap but it's kind of like everywhere so nice oh, um, who's good in rap who's uh, who's your favorite band who do you like uh so i listen to a lot of eminem listen to a lot of uh nf uh right. and uh i've got a few other pop artists as well um trying to like i said my memory is really bad <laughs> I, i've been listening to um, some of Olivia Rodrigo songs lately because I feel like they've got a sort of like punk uh, punk rock vibes to them. I've also been listening to a few punk rock as well. Um, what else? G-Eazy is another uh, rap artist I listen to. Um, I feel like these guys, uh, they're very good with their words. They, the rap people that I described, they, uh, they're very good like creating, you know, a, a story and really telling it really well mm-hmm. with their words um I'm not just like really, with the instrumentals too but it just really comes. i haven't i haven't really listened to much like christian rap yeah or hip-hop but i mean i i absolutely loved love love the marshall mathers um lp and i absolutely loved uh 2000 by dre yeah. if you've heard that oh man lp is basically how i found eminem that is basically how i came to love them Honestly, it's such a great album. Yeah, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's not something that uh, is, is very much inside the Christian camp. I, I haven't thought about that in yeah, absolutely true. ages. But I remember, um, I mean that that song Kim right at the end of the uh, of the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, man, that was just really dark, really really powerful quite surprised that he uh, he actually put that one out i thought that might be like a confession <laughs> you know, <to> <laughs> crime, but, but yeah no it's, it's cool yeah i, I might, might have to go and check out some nf <laughs> yeah NF, nf is so really cool. he put out a new album recently you should check um, out yeah what song should you check out if he was gonna pick like three <sighs> honestly uh, elijah's gonna is gonna disagree with me but <laughs> I would I would say uh, listen to Drifting, Just Like You. Um, those two songs are well. Drifting is more like is, is more like into his own mind. He's just yeah. trying to explain how you know he's going about his stuff in his music. And then Just Like You is like he's talking to his fans personally. He's a guy that really cares about his fans. And then uh, Clouds as well. As a, okay, as so a I've got I've got drifting just like you and clouds. Yeah, made a note. I'll go check them out. Right. right. Awesome. Okay. Yes, I would disagree with you. The first time, like yes, clouds. I'm like, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying to think what I would probably change that to what's the one you did with Hobson? I remember that. Lost. Yes, yeah, lost. lost. Um, I'd probably change that to lost. Yeah, you can change clouds to lost. I'll, I'll be, I'm fine with that. I'll listen to them all anyway. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add it on. I'll have, I'll have like, I'll listen to those, those four. Yeah. Is he? Did he do that track? Motivated. Is that NF? Yeah, he did. He did motivated. Yes, that was him. Man, flow on that track was sick. It's yeah. So good. Yeah, I listen to that like whenever I'm in the gym or. Studying really, I'm a toy, yeah. <laughs> I want to get motivated. What track shall I play? Oh, I know, <laughs> yeah. I think that was in his uh perception album. I think, uh, out of perception or there, the one the, the one with therapy session on it, but yeah, oh, cool. That was the album Therapy Session, then, huh? I, I thought Therapy Session came in a different album. Therapy Session was the was his own album yeah huh sick <laughs> yes cool well i'll i'll, I'll go check him out that yeah. sounds good anyway you've got your homework for today <laughs> and i have i think probably a good time to wrap it up now thank you so much for joining us thanks a lot i appreciate your time man i'll uh, i'll catch you again real soon yeah well um well, oh. well i'll really be excited to see a lot more of your stuff coming through um i'll keep up uh so good luck with everything and youtube and you know media and stuff so. sweet well nice to meet you man nice to meet you michael and uh see you later Elijah. take care you. goodbye bye bye take care guys if you made it all the way through that thank you so much for listening to it um if you're a metalhead then i've got a youtube channel which has a lot of Christian metal stuff on there. If you're interested, it's called Elijah JP Metal. And yeah, I'll be doing a lot more podcasts, so keep an eye out for them. And I will see you guys, or whatever it is when you listen to a podcast, in the next episode. <laughs>